The Art of Dying Well Translated from the Latin of the Venerable Cardinal Bellarmine by the Reverend John Dalton Chapter 1 He who desires to die well must live well. Reader's Note In this chapter, the word ill is used in the sense of badly or evilly, not in the sense of sick. I now commence the rules to be observed in the art of dying well. This art I shall divide into two parts. In the first I shall speak of the precepts we must follow while in good health. In the other, of those we should observe when we are dangerously ill or near death's door. We shall first treat of those precepts that relate to virtue and afterwards of those which relate to the sacraments. For by these two we shall be specially enabled both to live well and die well. But the general rule that he who lives well will die well must be mentioned before all others. For since death is nothing more than the end of life, it is certain that all who live well to the end die well. Nor can he die ill who has never lived ill. As on the other hand, he who has never led a good life cannot expect a good death. The same thing is observable in many similar cases, for all that walk along the right path are sure to arrive at the place of their destination, while on the contrary those who wander from it will never arrive at their journey's end. Those also who diligently apply to study will soon become learned doctors, but they who do not will be ignorant. But perhaps someone may mention as an objection the example of the good thief, who lived ill yet died well. This was not the case, for that good thief led a holy life, and therefore died a holy death. But even supposing he had spent the greater part of his days in wickedness, yet the other part of his life was spent so well that he easily repented of his former sins and gained the greatest graces. For, burning with the love of God, he openly defended our Saviour from the calumnies of his enemies, and filled with the same charity towards his neighbour, he rebuked and admonished his blaspheming companion, and endeavoured to convert him. He was yet alive when he thus addressed him, saying, Neither do you fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation. And we, indeed, justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done no evil. Neither was he dead when, confessing and calling upon Christ, he uttered these noble words, Lord, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. The good thief, then, appeared to have been one of those who came last into the vineyard, and yet he received a reward greater than the first. True, therefore, is the sentence, 
He who lives well dies well, and he who lives ill dies ill. We must acknowledge that it is a most dangerous thing to defer till death our, converse, our conversion from sin to virtue. Even far more happy are they who begin to carry the yoke of the Lord from their youth, as Jeremiah says, and exceedingly blessed are those who were not defiled with women, and in whose mouth there was found no lie, for they are without spot before the throne of God. These were purchased from among men, the firstfruits to God and to the Lamb. Such were Jeremiah and St. John, more than a prophet, and above all, the mother of our Lord, as well as many more whom God alone knows. This first great truth now remains established, that a good death depends on a good life. 